I'm Richard Pyatt. Today, we're talking about something that is uh, rather timely in that it's a new option for voters in Battle Creek and really all across Michigan. It's an early voting option that will begin with the presidential primary, which is also new. That's changed to late February. So let's get those details right now from Victoria Hauser, the city clerk in the city of Battle Creek. Hello, Victoria. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. So what does early voting really mean for Battle Creek voters? It's a third option for voting. We currently have absentee voting. You do not have to have a reason to vote absentee. But then we also have our election day voting. But this new option is early voting, which will be held at an early vote center. The city of Battle Creek has entered into a municipal agreement with Penfield, Bedford, and the city of Springfield to host an early voting site at the Cool Family Center. Early voting allows a voter to come to a polling location, request a ballot, and then to vote that ballot, and then to place it in the tabulator. Similar to election day, but as opposed to absentee voting, where we have an AV counting board who does all of the processing of someone's ballot. But in this instance, for early voting, the voter is there, and they can put their ballot in the tabulator on their own and see that it has been tabulated. This is really interesting. So really what it means is you don't, if you prefer to vote in person, you now have a number of days in which you could show up to do that, not just one day, right? Correct. So early voting is going to be for nine days before each state or federal election. Those nine days would begin with the second Saturday prior to election day, and then they would end on the Sunday just prior to election day. So in the instance of our presidential primary, which is on Tuesday, February 27th, early voting would begin on Saturday, February 17th, and it would conclude on Sunday, February 25th. And the nice thing is, if you like to go to your polling place, you want to see your ballot go in the tabulator, this is another option to do so. But you may, because there's nine days of early voting, you may be able to avoid long lines, particularly during a general election in November. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought that um, if it's challenging, and I know there's folks within the sound of our voices who who say, boy, you know, uh, I've got to go on election day and, and I have to allot a certain amount of time to contend with that, particularly in a presidential election. Now you may not have to do that, as you've just pointed out. But let's be clear, Victoria, before we go any further, this does not mean that uh, election day changes, right? If you want to go on election day still, you can do that. Correct. We still encourage people, if you don't partake of absentee voting or if you don't choose to go to an early vote center, that you please do come to vote on election day. We have 21 precincts throughout the city of Battle Creek strategically placed throughout the city, and you just need to know your precinct, and that's where you would go to vote. So you just made a really interesting distinction between early voting and election day. So you have those 20-some precincts on election day, but in the early voting, to make things simpler, there are designated voting sites. So how does a voter know where to go to cast those ballots? For election day for their precinct, they can just go to um, michigan.gov slash vote. And then there's a place where you can put in your information. You put in your information, it'll tell you where your polling location is, 
what the hours are. You can pull up a copy of your sample ballot so that you can review it in advance and be prepared. You can do the same for early voting. The difference with early voting is it's in one location for all 21 of our precincts, in addition to the precincts for Bedford, Penfield, and Springfield. So we will have 28 precincts at one location, servicing about 57,000 voters. Hmm. Um, Doesn't mean all 57,000 are going to come to early voting. Like I said, they do have absentee voting and they have precinct day voting. So it's just a way of balancing it out while at the same time giving everybody more options and more days in which to vote. Right. Now, you mentioned that Michigan.gov slash vote and keying in your address that tells you where your polling place is on election day. I want to make sure I'm clear. Does that do the same for the early voting? It will tell you where your early voting location is. Yes. Okay. Here's one of the things that we really want to make sure we're clear about as well. Uh, Just because you have a Battle Creek mailing address may not mean you should go to the cool center to vote during early voting. Can you make that distinction for us? Yes. As an example, um, the city of Battle Creek is bordered by Emmett Township, and then we're also bordered by Leroy Township. Um, Several residences, particularly in Emmett Township, but a few in Leroy Township, do have a Battle Creek, Michigan address. Hmm. Um, But those two municipalities will have their early vote center at the Calhoun County building. Okay. So again, that Michigan.gov slash vote location on the web to key in your address will be particularly important for those addresses that might be in a township but have a Battle Creek mailing address. So what if a person votes absentee? This doesn't change that, does it? Nope. Um, You will still, if you're on our permanent absentee list, our vendor is working right now to get the applications put in the mail. So you should receive those, I'm hoping, by the end of the week. You just complete the application. There is a new option this year also. So um, Proposal 2, which was approved in November of 2022, allows voters who wish to be on a permanent absent ballot list to only sign an application one time, mark the box, and then every election that they are qualified for in the future, they will automatically be mailed a ballot. They will not have to complete an application every time as they have in the past. That's uh, kind of a cool thing. In fact, as we're recording this, mine came today. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, it looks different than uh, than what we'd seen. And it's clearly uh, marked as uh, one in which it says, you know, tell us now and we'll be on that list and those will come to you, which is uh, really convenient uh, for those of us who'd been, you know, filling out those applications every time, yes. which is which is really nice. So that part is uh, great to have, the absentee part. but. Let's suppose someone's decided in the past to vote absentee, but now they say, oh boy, early voting, I could go on such and such a day between February 17 and 25. Are you able to cross-check that? So if someone showed up and voted in early voting, but you'd sent them an absentee, this is, we're just getting into some of the things you have to sort out, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, For election purposes, we work with the state's program. It's called the Qualified Voter File. When we issue an absentee ballot to a voter, it is marked under their profile that they have received a ballot. If the voter returns their ballot, it is then marked that the ballot has been returned and received by the city clerk office. 
Um, however, if somebody has received an absentee ballot and they say, you know, I kind of like the idea of early voting, I might want to go and do that instead. Um, they have two options. They can surrender their absentee ballot or they can still vote their absentee ballot at home and then come to the early vote center or they can go to their precinct on election day and then they are able to complete an application at that polling location and then they are able to put their ballot in the tabulator. Because we will be working with a live program, a live qualified voter file, we can check to find out if somebody has already returned their absentee ballot to the clerk's office, and therefore we would not allow them to vote at an early vote center or at a precinct because it would show that they've already returned a ballot and that would prevent them from voting twice. The same would happen if they voted at an early vote center and then they were to go to a precinct location on election day, it would be marked that they have already voted and they would not be allowed to vote a second time. Pretty slick, Victoria, how this all works. Mm -hmm. And uh, terrific that you have that live connection to yes. the status of a voter's ballot so that there's not a question. No, no questions. I want to point out quickly that uh, some of the process that you referred to uh, by the time some folks are hearing this later in January or early in February has taken place. So they will have seen some of the uh, check stepping that you will take into account. That's already been done. So now we've said you have absentee option in person on election day or nine days in advance. All of this is swimming around. <laughs> Maybe they're a little confused. What should they do if they have questions? They're always welcome to call their local clerk's office. The clerks have a wealth of knowledge. We try our best to make sure everybody has an opportunity to vote. We want to make sure that their votes count when they come in. So they're welcome to call us. They're welcome to email us. And they're always welcome to stop by our office just to ask general questions. All right. And what we'll do is be sure and link the uh, city clerk website to the show notes for this episode. So as you're listening, if you're looking at the show notes, you'll see the links to the city clerk website and the phone number is there and, and uh, uh, further information that you might need. You know, it's interesting, Victoria, I've chatted with the county clerk as well about this as it was coming together. And this, as you can imagine, takes more uh, hands on deck, you might say, to make this happen. And how did that go for you? That came together pretty well, did it? It actually came together very well for us. We sent a survey out to our election inspectors, um, and we had over 150 inspectors say that they were very interested in working the early voting site. Many of them didn't just want to work one or two days. Some wanted to work five, six, or all nine days. Wow. Um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but we had more than enough inspectors offer to work with us for the early voting. And they also made the commitment to still work with us on election day, which is also very important to us. Well, certainly the county clerk was concerned about that as well. The notion of the manpower needed across what amounts to 10 days, really, of uh, voting, yes. the nine early plus your election day regular uh, staffing considerations. So this is exciting. Now, if someone's listening to this and they say, hey, maybe in the future I'd like to do that, and I didn't know this opportunity was there, what do they do? They just reach out to you and, and raise their hand, so to speak? Yes. So they're welcome to call us. They are also welcome to go to that link for the city clerk's website. 
There is a link on there so that they can complete an application to work as an election inspector. And um, the qualification is quite simple. You just have to be a registered voter in the state of Michigan, not necessarily in your own community where you vote. You must be registered if you are under the age of 18 and not able to register yet. As of 16 years of age, you are welcome to be an inspector also. Wow. That sounds like a nice uh, history of social studies course uh, project, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yes, it does. And we get some wonderful youth that do help us, and they're incredible on the computer. And it does help them to learn what is all involved in elections. Boy, I'll bet it does. What an education. So this nine days is uh, terrific that this opportunity has taken place. Just give us a little notion, Victoria, if you would, what an election inspector can expect to do on one of those days when they're working. So we have different roles that they all play. One would be when the voter comes into the polling location, they would greet the voter. Um, Someone would have them complete the application to vote and request their ID. Another one would look them up on the computer. At the early vote site, we will have somebody working with the computer operator to generate a printed ballot off of our ballot on demand system. And then the inspectors would make sure that the voters could go to a voting booth, that they have a pen if they need one, if there's not one in the voting booth. And then once they've voted their ballot, they can guide them or have directional signs to the tabulators. And if there's any problem with inserting their ballot, the inspectors are always there to help. And then we generally thank them for coming and voting with us. We truly do appreciate their participation. Well, it'll be really exciting to see how this sorts out with uh, these nine extra days of the opportunity to uh, do our duty and cast a ballot. So I'm so glad that we had this chance to talk about that. Let's just recap a second. Nine days of early voting, February 17 through February 25, and then election day for the presidential primary in Michigan is February 27. Now, some of you might say, wait, I thought it was March. It used to be March. This will be the first year. It will be February 27. Questions about where you should vote, as you heard Victoria say, you're welcome to call or email the clerk's office. Certainly look at their website or go to michigan.gov slash vote and key in your address and you can get details there as well. Well, this is exciting, Victoria, and uh, I would imagine this made for one of your busier prep times for Election Day, true? Much, much busier, yes. <laughs> yep. We're excited. We're prepared. We truly hope that people will come out and do this. Um, we do believe it is a great way to encourage people who maybe didn't want to vote on a busy Election Day to come out and vote, so it's a great opportunity for everyone. That's Victoria Hauser, the city clerk in the city of Battle Creek. Want to take a minute to point out something you'll find informational? That particular discussion is part of a new podcast, the BC City Connection Podcast, an official podcast from the city of Battle Creek, hosted by yours truly. So you'll be able to find episodes as they debut, the first one later this month, at the City of Battle Creek website or wherever you listen to podcasts. So we invite you to follow the City of Battle Creek, the BC City Connection podcast for insights from City Hall. 